Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But first, you heard Bernie mention the um, extension of the weather warning that's out now this afternoon, the big freeze. And we might as well get used to this, I suppose, for the next couple of days. I was in Dublin and Donegal over the weekend. And the one thing I remarked in both counties, it's how treacherous the footpaths are. Um, and it's not not like I'm not talking about Grafton Street, you know, or, or O'Connell Street this afternoon. I'm talking about every other footpath in uh, in many of the areas. And I'm asking, do we not grit the footpaths anymore? Is it just the main roads? Because many of them were really, really brutal, you know, in the past 24 hours. And I don't think anybody expects every single road to be gritted. Look, not at all. There's no way that could be done. But some of the footpaths were really bad. So I want to hear what it's like in your area, where you are this afternoon. Give us a call. Um, We want to chat to people right across the country. To be honest, when I came out this morning, if I had grit myself or could get my hands on it, I would have happily volunteered to do it in the estate today because it was just so, so difficult. Rose is with us on the line though. Rose, what's the, uh, the situation where you are? Oh, when I was coming out of my estate this morning, um, oh, it was just, it was just shocking. I, I wore my uh, foot grip shoes and it still wasn't happening. I had to get my nephew to help me up the hill. That bad. I'm, I'm 30 years old. Like, I, I, I like it should have been alright, but it was just so slippy. It was unreal. I don't understand why they can't just leave out some grit for us to do it ourselves, just in estates and stuff. Yeah. Is, is that a new thing or did they ever do it before, Rose? Well, I was talking to my boss about it and he said, Patsy, come on. Um, I was talking to my boss about it and he said that in his estate in South Dublin, um, it's his management company uh, leaves out Chris. Okay, so the management okay. company leaves it out for them. Yeah, so I don't understand why the councils can't do it as well. And you see, it's often, like, the main roads are fine because I, I actually was debating whether to walk to get the bus or drive in this morning. And when the footpaths were so bad, I couldn't walk to get the bus. So I turned around and ended up driving in um, today. And I think a lot of people probably did that because yeah, of the, so the footpaths. I in Dublin City Centre. So, I, so my estate, as soon as you get on my estate, the road is fine because it's infirmary road and they do get that. But to get out of the estate is the struggle. And local community would be happy enough to just do their own bits of paths mm. and stuff. You know, it's not an issue like... No, well, that's that's a good point. Like, if the grit was there, or I mean, even if you could get it, absolutely, people would yeah. the volunteers or residents would come together and they'd they'd uh, you know they'd get stuck in and 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 put it out in the road. Were many people, I presume, then in the same situation as you? Yeah, I'd imagine. So I don't know how elderly or disabled people get out of that state. It's just shocking. You have to walk on the actual road, and even on the road, there's icy, icy patches you can't see, black ice and stuff. So it was that bad. Yeah. Let me bring in Colm as well, Rose. Uh, Colm is on the line too. Um, what are the footpaths like where you are, Colm? Um, oh, yeah, they're, they're bad. Uh, yeah, no, I live, I live in Maze. The footpaths are, are bad uh, everywhere. Uh, so they are. And you, you, were, you were making the point, uh, you know, about this a little bit earlier that it's it's actually quite dangerous when they aren't gritted, footpaths can be really, they can be really treacherous yeah. for people. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a, a doctor in the matter, and we, you know, we see, I mean, you know, a big increase in people who come in with fractures because of the ice. There's huge implications for both patients, you know, 
there's if you have a good hip fracture, you know, there's a 25% mortality in the following year. Um, but if you know, also just from a you know system point of view as well, each hip fracture costs the health service eleven thousand seven hundred euro, and that's just in direct cost. So it's you know it, it, it would save the system money. Go on ahead, Colm. You can hear me all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it, it would save the system money by uh, gritting the the footpath. It's probably you know it's a public health measure to to grit the footpath. Uh, Colin, stay with us. I'm just going to try and reconnect with you there, if you if you don't mind. I think we've got Sarah on the line though as well. Sarah, what's the the situation in your local area? Can you hear me? All right, Sarah, you can. No, we've got Mignon, I think, on the line though in in Wexford. Mignon, what's your experience there? Hi, Andrea. Well, I I live down in Con, so I'm very very rural. I had text in this morning because um, I actually drove up from. From Cairn, which is like the southernmost tip of Wexford, all the way up to Dublin, I had to take my son to Dublin and collect my husband at the airport. So I was on the road early on Saturday morning, and um, you know I was travelling the N11, then the N25, and then the M25, and I didn't spot one bit of grit on the whole journey. So um, you know, it's just I just feel that we've we've had warnings of ice and treacherous conditions for days prior, you know, been saying, you know, take precaution. They were issuing all the warnings. And, you know, I'd expect on the main arterial roads that there mm. would be grit, but, but not a speck of it. Nothing on Saturday, so, on Saturday morning? No, and I was, I was actually on part of that road on Friday evening as well, uh, just between, say, Rothley Harbour and Wexford Town. Again, no grit. I was looking for it, you know, sort of <laughs> to, to reassure myself I know. because I knew I had to be on the road doing a longer journey on the Saturday morning and um, and nothing. And what were the so, conditions like then when you were driving? How bad was well, it? I, I, well, I left it uh, till later just because, I mean, the roads are frozen. I had to, I had to wait until, especially on the, the more rural, the smaller roads, you know, for, for the, the sun to be up and to, to melt the ice um, because it, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite scary. Um, you know, if you set off and there's been a fair bit of traffic, you know, just naturally it, it will melt. But, um, you know, people don't always have the luxury of, of waiting, you know, for a journey, waiting to sit and wait it out. Um, you know, they have to, especially truck drivers, you know, people mm. have to stick to a schedule. Did, did you get on to the council about it? Did you give no, them a shout? No, no, I, I, I wonder, haven't. Is it was worth? Just that, you know, I just heard them talking about it on, on News Talk this morning and um, and I had just, text in that's why I said you know it's, it's it seems it to be really the same bad. everywhere in the country yeah, yeah. and um this morning you know, previous years they they used to grip the roads but um it's funny, I, I thought, I mean, like, you know, I've been looking at various different um, posts and stuff being put up by councils across the country and they're certainly mm. talking about being out gritting and I know a lot of the roads I was on over the weekend, now in fairness, they, they were, but I mean, it can obviously the situation could be different in various uh, various different parts. What's it like there this morning, Mignon? Uh, well, I, I haven't ventured very far. As I said, I, I live in Khan, which is very, very, very rural. And then just to get my kids to school because the bus wasn't running, um... In our little parish, I mean, look, as I said, I don't expect it to be gritted, but there was nothing. Like, you know, it was compacted ice on the road. Um, in, they, they go to school in, in a little village called Broadway, and, 
you know, there's a, there's a hill going up the school, the compacted ice. Um, there was actually a council truck out and it was wheel spinning. I couldn't get up the hill. And it's, not, it's just a bit of an incline. It's not a, a hill, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, so even the... But, but no, no grit. Um, now, in fairness, the school outside on the footpath outside the school, the school themselves had gritted, but, but not on the road to the school. Um, but as I said, look, I don't expect it. It's, it's the main arterials that I, that I, I worry about. Yeah, more, no, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And a lot of people, I should say, making that point as well. Colm is back with us on the line. Colm, you mentioned you're a doctor in the matter. Um, and like it, it is, it can be quite dangerous for people if the footpaths aren't gritted. They can pose serious problems for people if they slip. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a huge issue. Each, you know, if you get a hip fracture, you have a 25% mortality after a year. And that, that alone, the increase in people going to uh, end up in nursing home with extra care. So it's a huge issue for people, um, you know, to, to, if, if they do end up falling and breaking breaking something. Um, so, you know, and we would see it. An increase, you know, during the icy weather, off people coming in with fractures into the into the hospital. Have you had many in over the last few days? Yeah, there's been, you know, there has been really? an increase. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and then also people are afraid of leaving the house as well. So people, have, you know, you know, are stuck inside as well. And we we, we saw during COVID the the terrible effects that can have of you know people just losing their mobility and so on. So uh, you know, it ha- it, ha- it has huge ramifications for people. 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to give us a shout today let us know what the footpaths and the roads are like in a, in your own local area Sarah is on the line Sarah what's the situation um, in, in Brussels I think that's that's the point you wanted to make Yeah good morning um, well in Brussels it's, a, it's an obligation on the householder um, to keep the footpath in front of your house clear um, and if it's an apartment building, then you know, the building manager would manage it. So, you know, I would have salt bags of salt that I buy in the supermarket in my house and, um, you know, a snow shovel or an ice shovel. Um, now, we've been lucky. We don't have the dreadful weather at the moment um, that you're having in Ireland, but um, no doubt it will come. But, you know, I... I, I I do think it's quite good that the the individual has responsibility and of course if your neighbour is elderly or disabled or so on um, you would you know help them out as well. So it's personal responsibility in Brussels it's up to the householder to make sure it's it, done. It's an obligation. Yeah. It's an obligation. It's an obligation. If, okay. If, if um, I'm pretty sure that if somebody slips outside my house and I haven't um clear, you know, put ice, or not put ice down, excuse me, put salt down, mm. um, that I can be liable. So it really is a strong obligation on the on the householder, on the property owner. So the fl- so if you don't have it done and somebody slips, you're obviously, you're in bother. You're in, you, you can be in bother, yeah. You are really, you know, you would really be expected to do it and, um, um, yeah, you have a legal responsibility to do it, and I think, you know, the 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 authorities here are very good. I live right in you know, quite central, central in Brussels, and they do they are out doing the roads. Um, uh, well, they're not at the moment, but where where the weather like it is in Ireland, they're always out very early, very promptly, <clears throat> clearing, mm. gritting, um, but. Yeah, my point is that the footstep footpaths 
are up to, you know, I I would always have in stock uh, in my house, um, you know, bags of, bags of salt that you can buy in any supermarket. And, and just throw um, them down. And you throw it down and if, you know, if there's been, a, you know, if there's been a heavy snowfall or whatever, then you would actually, you know, make sure you, you kind of cleared it. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, maybe something we could I look at here, for instance. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I think it's a... Yeah. Um, but I, I heard a lady say earlier that if the council put, you know, grit, made grit available, I can I can see that as a possible, a good solution as yeah. well. But well, absolutely. I think a lot of residents would, would come together uh, to do it. John and Kilkenny is texting in, though. He says, you know, with a clarification, they don't grit roads. They salt them, which dissolves in the wet as it, as it clears uh, the ice, according to John. This texter says grit bins that can be bought by councils and residents associations and placed at any crossroads and junctions. Uh, Mick has got in touch to say that the TII said in the news that gritters had um, been out on the roads at 3pm and 8pm and then nothing until 5am. Not acceptable. Trucks, buses, etc. running all night only in Ireland, according to Mick. Keep them coming into us, 53106. What is the situation like in your local area today? Um, thanks a million to Sarah there as well, getting in touch with us from Brussels this afternoon. Like, if I'm really interested in your views on that today. Should there be an obligation on all of the homeowners here in Ireland to have to do it? Like, why are we putting the, the onus back on the uh, the local councils I'd have no problem going out and doing that myself I think it's just I, you know I suppose getting uh, getting the stuff to do it but very simply as uh, Sarah made the point there you can just get any any salt cheap salt in your lo- local supermarket will uh, will do it for you I never thought of the insurance element of all of this I mean you can imagine if somebody slipped and fall then should they probably turn around and hold you liable or blame you Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk now, a little earlier on the show, we were chatting about um, the footpaths and why they're not being salted by the local authorities. Uh, what's the situation in your own area? There's a lot of you getting in touch with us. And really interesting suggestion from Sarah, who got in touch from Brussels today, to tell us that it's actually the obligation is on the homeowner and the residents to salt their own footpaths and uh, roadways around their house. And, you know, they're obliged to do that legally there. So we're asking, is this something that we should be talking about and looking at here? Uh, Green Party councillor in Dublin, Donna Cooney, is with me on the line today. Donna, a lot of people quite critical of the fact that um, the councils, not just in Dublin, but in many parts of the country, aren't actually salting the the, the main footpaths in many of the, the main thoroughfares. Why is that? It's, it, I, it's beyond me. To, I think it's a, a matter of capacity and manpower. But and even when the sort of residence groups are, are requesting that they get a supply, that they would, you know, I suppose be a responsible citizen and go out there and, and do it, particularly for their for their older neighbours or um, their less, you know, able neighbours, mm. that they would do it. And I mean, I've just brought that towards the, the, the we had just brought it up with the manager at the North Central Area Committee meeting. And um, we're writing to the 
Transport SBC to look for a change of policy in relation to this, but um, there's also going to ask for a supply to one particular resident association that had written through to our um, executive manager, um, but he said he, he's doubtful whether he, they will get a good response from that, that they can't be going around um, giving supplies to uh, residents' associations to do it, that they have, um, they're at a completely at a capacity level in terms of driving around, gritting the roads. But I mean, and that's for people for pub, to keep the public transport going. But if people can't get to the bus stops, can't get to the lights, can't know. get to the tarts. What's the point in that? You know what I mean? Um, so you you won't have uh, as many people using the public transport because they won't be able to get so to it get in the first it. place. I'm sure if, yeah, so I mean, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense that you wouldn't at least give the supply. I brought up the, that, you know, they give us sandbags when we think that there's going to be floods and they trust us to put those up. Um, they give us tools to go out and do our tidy towns and our litter picking and our gloves and things like that. So surely if the active citizen or the responsible citizen wants to go out and do it themselves and that they could at least do the main routes, you know, um, as well, you know, sort of where, whether it be heavy footfall, but in, I can't expect them to cover every single pavement in no, the whole and of, nobody expects that N- not at all no. but we, we had callers in earlier today uh, talking about um, the, the fact they couldn't get out of their housing estates and, and one listener made the point Rose a little earlier that you know had, had salt or whatever grit had been left at the entrance to the estate the residents would have clubbed together and gone out and done it themselves but many other people getting in touch with us here in the text line Donna feel look people can do it themselves they don't need the council to get this all for them yeah, and if people are willing to do it, why why don't they, you know, why can't we get, a, 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 I suppose, a, a supply? I mean, I know there's this type of weather conditions is more regular in, in other, you know, parts of the world. Um, but like being in Edinburgh, I'm seeing on every corner they have, you know, a container, a, a, you know, a bunker full of sand and people, are with, have, people can, you know, collect their bucket of it. And I've been told that there are supplies of this, uh, um, you know, grit uh, salt that um, Dublin City Council have in their in their depots and there are that that their workers can um collect but that they're basically um trained to do this and they said there was issues around giving people um supply but I well think, I figured I is, mean, is that what it is because is that the reality of this that we we can't be trusted to salt the roads ourselves because sure if someone slips and falls then outside you know my house and I've personally salted it I'd be held liable. Like is that the real reason? Well, and also, they're not being held liable. So apparently, the, 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 we've written and, and asked, um, um, Councillor Janet Horner wrote to ask whether Dublin City Council were responsible if somebody slipped on a pavement. And they said they're not responsible uh, if somebody slips on a pavement. Where we do have, they are, you know, issues where there's cracks in the pavement or the, the, the roots are coming up from the trees. And apparently, they're responsible for that, but not if there's ice. But I mean, it shouldn't be about who is legally liable. This is a moral responsibility, you know. Um, I know. But we're a very litigious nation, though, Donna. That's the other side of it. (laughs) I know, but I mean, I think that, you know, there's a level, like, we've been collecting leaves and they allow people to go out, even schools, groups to go out collecting leaves there on on Griffith Avenue and all throughout the city. uh, There's a lot of groups out collecting leaves. You could slip on a pile of leaves, you know, really, you know what I mean? And, 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 And yes, 
you know, they have the active citizen involved in that. And as you say, if, if other, um, I'm sure we could look at it to put it that it's on your own responsibility. Mm. Resident associations have their own um, oh, insurance the normally anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, their own public liability. I imagine a lot of residents associations would absolutely go out this afternoon um, and do it. Mike in, in Ennis has got in touch. He says, you can try being a postman in these conditions. We'll keep going though. We'll try to get the parcels and the cards delivered. Happy Christmas to all the team. Uh, same to your, uh, yourself there, Mike and Ennis. Declan has texted in to say the people in Ireland expect the government to get them out of bed in the morning. Can nobody do anything for themselves anymore, says Declan. And JP has got in touch to say many years ago as a young boy living in central Dublin, all the neighbours cleared any snow. They put down the salt themselves to try and keep the footpaths clear of ice outside their houses. It was the neighbours helping the neighbours, according to uh, to JP. Donna, stay with us if you don't mind. If another caller, Sue is on the line, I think, in Meath. Um, Sue, we're talking about the weather and the conditions in parts of the country. What's the uh, the story where you are today? Good afternoon, Andrea. Um, the reason I got in touch with you was more or less a public service announcement, but that drivers really need to put their lights on driving in this foggy weather. I was on the M3 and the M50 today, and the number of cars and vans with either no lights on or the parking lights, which are just two little white lights at the front, but they don't light up the rear at all, so they might, they're pointless. So and no fog lights or nothing? No, 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 minimal lights, if any. And you were probably driving driving through the that kind of freezing fog. Is that still, I mean, it was very bad yeah. earlier this morning. Yeah, it's still there. Um, I'm back on the M3 again and it's still quite bad. Um, and, you know, white cars, black cars, it doesn't matter what colour your vehicle is, you can't be seen in the fog mm. with no lights on. So that is just what I want to Yeah, to. no, it's, 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 it's a good point and, and worth making, Sue. Uh, thanks for that. I think we've got Justine on the line as well. Um, Justine, what's the, the situation with footpaths in your locality? Uh, hi, well, I suppose I, I actually haven't been out today, but they, they look pretty clear. There was yeah. just snow, okay. but, but not much. Um, but I suppose the reason I texted in was actually um, your discussion kind of reminded me of, of a book. It's called The Invisible Woman, The Exposing Data Bias in the World Designed for Men. Um, and basically, there's a whole chapter on whether like footpath clearing is, is sexist or not. And there was this town in Sweden that did a review of their overall policies and were joking. It's like, oh, snow clearing can't be can't be sexist um but when they changed their priority from clearing the roads to clearing the footpaths then they had much less incidence of slips and falls and hip breaks as one of your mm. previous callers was talking about yeah and basically it's because women t- tend to statistically tend to do more tertiary journeys than men so they do more journeys where they would be dropping the kids off in childcare or going to the shops after work and they'd be doing more local hops and therefore we're walking more on footpaths and therefore statistically are affected more by those by not clearing footpaths so it's just a it, it's a really interesting book it is to read yeah it. absolutely um, I thought it was a point well made too by a column who got in touch he's a doctor in the matter just to say like you know the problem with not gritting footpaths is that we're going to have a situation Donna over the next you know coming days where a lot of people are in hospital he said this weekend with trips and slips and falls 
Yes, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm already hearing that um, from people I know that work in accident and emergency telling me that there had been an increase even yesterday in people um, who had had, had had slips, you know, and, and falls, you know, and that wasn't in Dublin, that was, um, you know, in, in, in a regional hospital. So, I mean, it's, it's, it is, it is happening. Um, it's, it's, you know, and people, you know, I mean, we can all try and help our neighbours in terms of bringing them out, but it, bringing them, getting them shopping in and things like that. But the fact is that some people really feel I suppose they want their independence and they mm. want to go out to their local corner shop to get some bread and milk and you know um, and, and they have a slip or a fall and everybody knows I mean it's a real setback but I mean as, as Colin said I mean I, I wasn't aware of those, such high statistics um, I do know myself from you know from, um, from from older people that if they have a fall they have a bit of setback but that's fracturing your their hip that you 25% of, of, of not not even living a, I know, past I know. a year. I mean, that's quite shocking. It is, absolutely. And if we can do anything to protect those people, if we can save one life, yeah. you know, um, through a bit of... And especially when people, active citizen engagement, wants to be able sure, to do this. I people, don't have a supply of that I know, salt or The, the amount of people texting I, in, in today um, about that, you know, saying that they, they want to go and do this themselves. Somebody's got in touch to say plenty of um, salt in, in woodies as well. Just go down to your local supermarket, according to this text, or you'll be well able to get it there. We've got Alan, though, on the line. Alan, why did you get in touch about this? Um, yeah, I'm up in Samoa here, and uh, we have grip boxes all around the village. Um, I don't see why Dublin City Council can't do the same. Me can do it. You can go down to the box, you can fill up a bucket, go up your, your driveway, the corners, wherever. But uh, like even this morning, where I, where I checked in was outside our own primary school up here in St. Pat's. The principal was out this morning, beside a grip box. Britain, the front of the school, She's done the pedestrian crosses and the whole pathway up. Mm. Like that was all before any kid arrived at the school every morning. It's a brilliant idea. So it's it's the it's the it's the council there, is it, that have put the, the grip council, boxes? Yeah. Council and like it, it was obviously up between the, the tidies the, with the village the committee as well, but but the council the council supply and the council fill her up. So that's a brilliant idea, Donna. Could that not happen in other areas? Well, I really feel it could. I mean, if some local authorities, it doesn't seem to be like a general, if some local authorities are able to do it, I've heard of cases, and it's brilliant that's happening, and tomorrow I've heard of cases that's happening in in Cork County Councils as well. So I can't understand why if some local authorities can do it, others don't. I think maybe we need a direction um, um, nationally. Maybe the sort of, you know, maybe we need to get a direction from the department um, and for the minister to say that local, this is something that local authorities should be doing. But is it not um, down to supply though, is it? You know? Like it's not that you've been told today at the council well, meeting there's, there's some supply issue. Well, yeah, well they said if they had to supply every single residence association that they would they would run out of it. I, but, I mean, enough, I can't understand I'm um, fair enough, but like you know, I mean, we were told that they had adequate supply. Um, you know, I just think the priority is not to do the pavements; it's you know to do the roads. Um, and you know, I mean, it is that if people can't, and they say that's to keep active, tra- to keep uh, public transport on the go. But if people can't actually get to the public transport, it defeats the purpose. So at least the routes. Um, you know, you, you could make sure to boost. And let's let see. I mean, I don't know that they will run out of the supply. It's, a, 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 it's an assumption. Mm, like if we need the quantity and, and said, like, how much do we actually need for the pavements? And, and let's work it out rather than just a blanket no, which was the response I got. I seem to have got a little bit further now that there apparently a statement will be going out from Dublin City Council later, which is more nuanced. Yeah, um, well, after the they've heard you now given out here anyway in the past five minutes, that statement will probably 
come out uh, a little bit earlier as well. Listen, Councillor Donna Cooney, thanks for getting in touch. Also, Alan and uh, Sue there as well. And Justine, another texter has got in contact to say, your caller Sue that phoned in is spot on about the lights. The lights need to be on on all vehicles and cyclists as well. They need lights with the high-vis vests during the next few days. Light up to stay alive, according to this texter. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.